Hello and welcome to episode 40 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan. Alongside me is the one and only Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Hello, Terry. Hello, BJ. Episode 40. We're halfway to your age just about, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just ticked over my age. Well, I am feeling my age at the moment, actually, Terry. So, um, got an injured back at the moment. So I've been sidelined most of the week, but I've uh, lifted for the occasion, and um, especially for our listeners at the one one. And uh, I'm uh, back in front of my computer, although standing up to uh, to record episode forty. But uh, it's been a challenging week, but we're uh, hopefully we're on the mend. Well, I didn't think you'd miss a week that had uh, two maidens uh, on an eight race card, so <laughs> I, I thought you'd get yourself up for it, and I was uh, I wasn't uh, wasn't wrong. Yeah, I bounced out of bed this morning, mm. just uh, brimming with enthusiasm to tackle those uh, two maidens on um, <laughs> idyllic Prince Stakes Day at Belmont on Sunday. Mm. But uh, I, I thought think, it was um, a Northern card transfer to Belmont. Okay, sorry, thanks for clearing that up actually for me. So yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, sort of thin old day at Belmont on Saturday. Well, there's eight mm. races, eight winners, and we'll do our best for our listeners to try and um, try and find something. Exactly. I, I actually don't mind the card. There's a betting card, in all fairness. So um, we'll uh, we'll do our best, as you said. Good stuff. Okay, before further any further ado, actually, we should thank our last week's special guest, Lockie Taylor. He came on the show and uh, was, uh, yeah, it was really great to have him on board. And um, he, well, he's got plenty to cheer about after Point Taken won the Get Out Stakes, Terry. Race nine yeah. at Belmont last week, $25.21 Betfair SP, if you don't mind. Yeah, gem of a ride from Lucy. And um, unfortunately, Lockie, did. it would have been nice if he came on just declaring it, wouldn't it? But uh, I, I, heard, I heard enough. I heard enough there. He said, uh, he said, that, he said that they had uh, her going yeah, uh, yeah. bang on and uh, so it was just about the ride from there and whatnot but uh, no good well done to, to Lockie and the, and the Taylor Stable it was a uh, it's a horse that uh, has got a bit of uh, a bit of upside I reckon I'll point taken as well so might be another win or two in her yeah well it was good to have him on we got lots of positive feedback from um, from listeners and uh, yeah it was and hopefully we can continue rolling out the guests as the weeks and episodes continue on, Terry. So well, he increases the quality on the show a little bit, doesn't he? In that sense, <laughs> I felt it's actually nice not to have him on this week. So we're uh, we're not getting out we're not getting out shone by the twenty twenty one Bachelor. Yes, that's right. Um, that that ten with Terry was a bit of comedy, actually. So good stuff. Yeah. So if if there are any uh, guests that listeners would like mm. to um, to hear, jump on the Twitter. At the one one pod, ideally so, someone that's also a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you got any pointers for bad backs, let us know too. Um, yeah. I'm 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 open minded to all suggestions at the moment. But um, you've been you've been too sick of carrying everyone on the pod on the podcast for too long, haven't you? You've, uh, you've, you're becoming sore. All right, anyway, let's get let's get on with it. Come on. All right. Last week, uh, the Belmont meeting was Blue Spec Stakes Day. Was highlighted by Massimo's win in the hundred thousand dollar feature, but also a training treble to Adam Durant. And the emergence of Chris Parnham and Clint Johnson Porter in the absence of the wizard William Pike. So Chris Parnham has ridden nine Belmont winners since August 15, Terry. While CJP, he's really elevated his game as well. He's in that same time frame, he's ridden seven Belmont winners. Mm. So these are uh, these two young guns are uh, stepping out of Pikey's shadow at the moment. They're um they're burning home plenty of winners. Yeah, they're both riding extremely well too. Extremely confident, especially with Chris Parnham. Some of his uh, some of his steers and and wins yesterday um, beat me on. He got he got the better of me on OBH with phone me, but uh, it's just a very. He just looks extremely um, 
confident at the peak of his powers at the moment. So we uh, definitely a man or definitely two men we want to be following um, in, in the short-term future, I'd suggest. Yeah, and the, the um, and things have certainly turned around for for Adam Durant, champion trainer Adam Durant. Mm-hmm. There, um, that stable after a bit of a a lull, probably the last three four months have have really clicked into gear. So, um, yeah, there's a bit bit going on for the Durant camp, and uh, yeah, three winners last week um, signal that they're certainly back in back in business with um, Massimo. I'm led to believe heading towards the Hannon's handicap in Kalgoorlie over the round. It's a reasonably lengthy old campaign. Just see, Wrinkley went for a spell last week as well. Speaking of lengthy campaigns, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Wrinkley, yeah. yeah. What's well, that's the end of? Uh, I think it's yeah. It was first up back in about 1994. So <laughs> fair old. Uh, just after the Eagles won their second premiership, like a cork in the ocean. Um, yeah, no, fair old campaign. So well deserved rest. Absolutely. Now, William Pike, the Wizard. He, uh, the little champ, he has six rides at Memsey Stakes Day, Caulfield, this Saturday, including Regal Power in the $750,000 Group 1 Memsey. Superstorm, he makes his Victorian debut, well, not debut, but his first up Victorian run in the Heath, which is an 1,100-metre stakes race at uh, Caulfield. And Perfect Jewel, she is lining up in the Cockrum Stakes. So the Heath. And the Cockrum, the races that Superstorm and Perfect Jewel are going around in, are both run at Group 3 level. So uh, things um, really heating up over on the East Coast, especially in Victoria this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's any winners there, though. I think they're all uh, I think they're all sort of building runs for me. I think all of them look a little bit thin in the market. And even for, um, for the young fella on, on Windstorm, not the easiest horse to handle at times. Windstorm can be needed to be reminded a fair way from home. So um, I think the main thing we want to see there is uh, is to see them all hitting the line. Uh, from a betting point of view, what, what interested me, though, is Pikey obviously would have had the option between Regal Power and Arcadia Queen, and Regal Power has over-doubled the price. So um, quite an interesting one there, how the market disagrees with William. That's right. So, Pike, yeah, so just the, the young fellow that uh, that you mentioned before was uh, Liam Riordan, two kilo mm-hmm. claiming apprentice. Now, uh, the connections have opted to roll with the claiming apprentice in Windstorm's race, the Evergreen Turf Handicap, which is a benchmark 78 over 1100. He was handicapped uh, under that scale at 62 kilos. So they've taken two, two kgs off his back with Liam Riordan. But an 1100 is, um, he's going to yeah, sort of, uh, he's going to sort of need to be, close enough to be in striking distance uh, windstorm but we all know what his closing speed's like and um as terry said it'd be nice just to see him attacking the line with strength so superstorm and windstorm the storm brothers are um they're both racing over 1100 meters this weekend they uh so those two horses in particular got a um there was some good news on that front with the easing of restrictions that will allow Victorian-based horses to compete in Sydney races this spring. So that opens the door for both Windstorm and Superstorm to head to Sydney to compete in the $7.5 million Golden Eagle at Rose Hill on October 11. So things are, um, you know, that's another win for the Cerise and White, potentially. Mm-hmm. So, And um, while we're on the Memsey Stakes, Regal Power, Arcadia Queen, they'll be representing Western Australia, but how can we forget the giant killer, Gatting? He'll be having his first start for new trainer Peter Moody in the Memsey as well. I think I just read something earlier. Peter Moody was saying he's uh, well over the odds, so he uh, could be giant killer once again, couldn't he? 
he could he's such a good horse scouting that year if he if he turns up with his a game in the memsy on saturday then he can definitely give it a shake but mm. i haven't heard anything regarding the velvet king i no. i can't i can't imagine he'll be too far all going well can't imagine he'll be too far away from kicking off his victorian campaign so hopefully um, we get to see uh the velvet king in action sooner rather than later and um Again, hopefully we get a bit bit better weather at Caulfield on Saturday compared to what uh, what everyone encountered at Mooney Valley last weekend. Did you catch any of that, Terry? I saw bits and pieces. It was definitely a quagmire, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a dry day out at the uh, out of the valley. Might have been a blessing in disguise that Windstorm was um, one of the races it was abandoned because that's a fairly tough initiation um, to racing in a new state, especially at Mooney Valley. So. Um, he might have had to make up about 74 lengths on the bend the way it was playing. So they come home at the uh, big intervals, don't they, on the uh, on the wet going? Yeah, yeah. I think that I think the scale ran out of room. Heavy ten, I think. Uh, I think heavy ten was a massive <laughs> yeah. understatement. So the um, but yeah, Bob and uh, Peter's investments they certainly dodged a bit of a bullet there. I think with Windstorm, mm. so. Um, he didn't have to encounter that, and they said that even that, that they were more likely to scratch him prior to start time anyway, if if um, things didn't improve. So anyway, uh, all eyes on Caulfield this this Saturday. It's going to be a big day of racing, and uh, looking forward to seeing how our West Aussie horses and riders measure up on the uh, on the big stage. So before we move on to the preview, Guru, there's a bit happening on the Terry Layton Enterprises front with the People's Horse. Dig deep, back in training. And uh, do you want to discuss a little first starter at Northern? <laughs> we, I suppose we can because it's not going to be until after the uh, after the podcast, after the race, sorry, that the, the podcast comes out. Now we've got the slug. We, uh, we bought this one uh, out of the womb with a few mates. You know, a few of the lads, Mr. Paul Huckle, obviously. Uh, He's a, uh, what do you call him? Just, he's an honor, just an honest man of, of WA racing. And um, now we all jumped into this about uh, three or four years ago and it's finally got to the racetrack for its fourth trainer. So Luke's taking it out there today. But the fourth trainer. Got, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's about it. So genuinely is, I think it's fourth trainer. Started yeah. with Grant and Alana and yeah, it went to Steel Casey and then there was one more in there. Um, but no, we have a little opinion of it actually. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes today. It's going to be hard from the gate, but um, yeah, we tried to hide it a little bit in the trial as well, actually. And unfortunately that was noticed. So uh, we, we haven't got the, the price that we'd hoped for. So hopefully it gets out to something late, but uh, no, excited to, uh, to see the slug. What a name. What a poor yeah. horse. I feel sorry for the girl actually being called the slug. <laughs> you'd, you'd never like that as a name, would you? There's nothing, there's nothing oh, I, overly positive about that. I think it could catch on. I think it could. Catch I think on. it will. I think yeah. it will too. I think it will too. So, uh, and, yeah. Any and what, are, what are the what are the Pierce brothers saying about dig deep? Uh, well, Cole, Cole's telling months. me after after about his forty seventh beer, he's telling me that we're going to win the twenty twenty one railway stakes. But I reckon we got to just just fast forward it. Just fast forward it. There isn't much. There's not much happening in Perth at the moment. You were just talking no. about the Velvet King knocking over there. This is probably a good year for a horse with that. Oh, I haven't got it in front of me. 100, 100 to 105 rating. It's probably a good year for, for the horses in WA, especially if horses can't travel from Victoria. Um, it could be a really, really, I know this is looking a long way ahead, a really weak railway stakes this year. It could be just a sort of it's a glorified mile, listed mile type thing. So, um, yeah, I think I think if you can have a throw at the stump, let's, let's get him up and about. They're not saying that. I'm saying that. but Might be one for the battlers. Yeah, well, one Terry. for the battlers. That's what I like mm. to say. That's all I like to say. The people's horse is one for the battlers. So that's... Yeah, we're just we're just going to do our best to give the people what they want. But uh, 
Sounds good. Sounds very good. Dig deep. Keep an eye out. Can't even take myself serious. I can't even take myself seriously at the moment. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. And, how, uh, I don't know how you're doing it. And good luck with the slug uh, this Thank afternoon. You. Uh, okay. Moving on to, we should start our preview for Idyllic mm. Stakes Day, Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. So we're recording, it's quarter past 11 on Thursday, August 27. we got Northern racing this afternoon, eight events scheduled for Belmont on Saturday, and it's Carnarvon, finishing up with Carnarvon um, this Sunday. So Love the um, Yeah, um, sort of things are gradually working towards uh, the Carnarvon Cup. There's a couple of feature mm. races on the card, actually. So um, The Ray so, yeah. Mail Pass. Uh, the Ray Mail Pass. What's the word I'm after when it's a gift? Whatever it is. But uh, he was beaten last week by uh, by Christo to chat to Christo on the Monday, and he, he really likes the way Tell Me This Is Going, and it knocked off the shorty in Dane Finn. So yes, there might be a little spin. Yep. Yeah, maybe they could, we could uh, get a Carnarvon Cup for the old boy and Dane Christo. That'd be a, that'd be a nice story. Christo, uh, yeah, he looked quite... Quite, um, quite strong and, and yeah, balanced and tidy, pushing that one out. That was, uh, he's that was a good win. Massively, improving massively with every single ride he has. So, watch um, this space. Watch this space. That's all I say. Watch this space. Yes. Christo Sardelli. Okay. So, before we go any further, many thanks to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. They sponsor the WA Racing Mastermind and Get Out Stakes competitions. Stay tuned for more inf- information on how you can enter those throughout the preview. Now, quickly, we are teaming up with Market City Meets for a new promotion. Just going to give you a quick outline now, but more info will be available on our Twitter feed. So the the general uh, gist of the competition is as follows. If you spend $50 or more at Market City Meets, please send us a copy of your receipt via email or direct message at the 11pod on Twitter and you'll be in contention to win a giant meat pack valued over $300. The draw will be conducted to coincide with the return to Ascot on Saturday, October 10. So you've got a roughly six weeks to, to get out to Market City Meets and uh, and get your receipt into us. So multiple entries are allowed. So the more times you go out there and catch up with Timmy Hewitt and his team at the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, you, the more chances you have of winning. So it's the Ascot SPAC giant meat pack competition terry so um yeah as i said more info will be available on our twitter feed wonderful i uh i look forward to getting up there and uh, getting some meat so i'm not winning any because uh because nickels and the the guru are winning are winning too many of them so uh cleaning up yeah looking forward to it yeah exactly right <laughs> so uh i've been as i mentioned earlier i've been sidelined all week so there's no leg up available from me this uh, this morning, but um, for Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. But don't forget, Terry and Daniel Cripps, you can catch their Wild West video preview on the Betfair Hub, betfair.com.au, from tomorrow morning. Also, a reminder about the Betfair State of Origin competition, Betfair Origin. How are the sand gropers traveling at this early stage of proceedings, Guru? Um, I think the probably the best word to use is shithouse, actually, at the moment. So um, <laughs> we, we've opted for – everyone's got their own strategies. We're sort of, of the opinion, less bets but bigger cracks and try and sort of – Work on, well, it doesn't really matter price-wise, work on uh, trying to, yeah, just get one or two bets up for the week. And our two bets thus far, Western Temple, we actually were going to load into Indian Chant on Sunday, but we didn't realise that the rules of the competition were Wednesday to Saturday. So we might have actually just about one week one if it was Wednesday to Sunday. Um, and... Oh, so there's no no no. no we didn't realise that till eight fifty two, right. and the bets had to be by nine. So okay. we had a panic, and um, and we just went with Cripper's best in in Western Temple, and it was a nice run. But it's a um, 
Jeez, it, it likes drinking milk. I think that thing. It uh, yeah, it doesn't want to doesn't <laughs> want to put its head in front at the uh, crucial stage. Likes to give up the ghost. Um, and then we backed OBH yesterday, which, uh, as I mentioned before, was uh, was honest out in front, but um, yeah. Couldn't get it done, unfortunately. A stronger horse beat it. So we've got three units to bet on the weekend. We reckon we'll need to probably jag 20 units to win. So we'll try and put our heads together and find something six, $7 upwards and uh, bring a bit of pride back to WA because at the moment we're, we're really um, <laughs> we're really shitting the bed at the moment. So we need to uh, we need to lift our game. So you got to find a lay as well? Yeah, is the right? lay is, to me the lay is a little bit pointless because the lay is sort of you just get your you're only risking two units. So if you lay something at four to one, uh, four bucks, sorry, Deccan, if you lay something at four bucks, you'll only get um, half a unit. Jeez, my, my math's not very good here. Okay. Just tick over. So. Yeah, so the lay isn't as important, but we will find something. We might even try to lay a shorty for a place. Maybe when we get to race five, we can discuss it. I'll save that for then. Sounds good. All right. So Saturday, August 29, fine weather. Rails back in the true mm. position. At the moment, the track is uh, a good four. We've had um, a bit of, he's actually, Chris Nation has actually been able to put a bit of irrigation on it this week with the rain ceasing. There is a little bit of drizzle coming fr late, fr late Friday afternoon, Friday e evening, but not enough to, to make an impact. So the sun will be out at Belmont and hopefully uh, it can be a bit of a uh, better surface. It's been a bit hard to wrap your head around in recent weeks, but um, hopefully with uh, the sun out today and yesterday and tomorrow and all that sort of stuff, it can, we can provide a, a better surface for the horses to put their uh, best hoofs forward, Terry. Exactly right. i got no real, um, no real fixed thoughts on how the track will play back in the tree. Last time it was red hot, the time before that it played really fair. If anything, a little bit off, so we'll, um, we'll wait and see. It's been, uh, it would have been at least a month, I think, since they've been in the tree. 18.7, so tick over a month since they're last in the tree. So we'll just wait and see, but um, I'd say more, more likely than not, it'll play. Um, the rail will play pretty good. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so let's get cracking, eh? Race one is the go racing for free before the footy maiden. Thousand meter race to kick things off, Terry. I'll uh, I'll see what you've come up with here. Oh, this isn't this isn't the maiden I'm overly enthused about. Don't mind maiden number two though, okay. to be honest, uh, BJ. But uh, not overly enthused about a great deal here. Um, I wanted to find something to try and beat Nahachi. Nahachi isn't a superstar, but was pretty good first up. Um, didn't really. Even though he was held up, didn't really belt the line, I didn't think, over the last 50 metres. But this is a pretty weak maiden. Jade should land just behind them. Um, there's a bit of speed in this with can't help myself. Can't help myself, sorry. Potentially Patila Femme. Femme Puissant. Femme Puissant might come across from, from nine. Fortune's Gifts look like we read ridden for pace by Banjo from 10, looking at the trials. Yep. So, um, yeah, Nahachi should tuck in behind him and, and probably go past him. Uh, I would suggest, but I've marked, what do I mark now? Actually, $2.50. I'm still not. It's two sixty, two seventy. I'm not diving in at that price, to be honest with you. I'm, yeah, I think I'll just stay out here, BJ. Yeah, well, Narachi is the, is the obvious, isn't it? Um, Adam mm. Durant, stable back in form. Had a couple of excuses first up, as you said, Terry. Uh, Jade should should give this this fellow a lovely run from gate four at the moment. Just wondering what your thoughts on the trial of Devil's Dust I thought it uh, tried quite well, knocking off Fiery Water back on August 10. First up for Peter Giedresco, who um, we don't see a lot of these days. No. Used to be a very prominent uh, trainer, but he looks to wound down his team 
size-wise considerably, but Devil's Dust, first up. They call it a boutique stable these days. Absolutely, yeah. So I thought this was tried good, yeah. Yeah, I, I like this trial too, obviously, and, and the form around Fiery Water obviously looks better now, but um, the, the concerning factor for me with Devil's Dust, I actually remember doing the form on this horse uh, before he uh, debuted in January because he raced against the Italian job, one of mine, so I did the form That's for the right. race pretty in-depth. There was only six in it, and uh, his trial before that was huge as well, so always wary that, um, yeah, some, some horses uh, promise the world and deliver an atlas, So, but... Very nice trial. This isn't deep. Can park on him definitely, but um, that does stay in my mind that he's trialed like a jet and failed in the past. Mm, yeah. Okay. So from a tipping point of view, I ended up with Narachi on top, but not a strong leaning. I thought Devil's Dust was the uh, was the one to keep an eye out. Um, maybe could be the one that knocks off the uh, the favourite. Darren McCauley is going to have his hands full here. We've got Femme Poussant. Petit La Femme, La Chieve, and Kailani. That's one's not too bad. So and Narachi. So the um, few tongue twisters there for um, for Darren McCauley. Uh, the best in the business. So I'm going to back him in, I reckon. Mm, so yeah, Narachi tipping on top for me. Are you going the same way, Terry? Yeah, got to go that way. I've, I've marked last Chieve. Can't help myself. Devil's dust between seven and ten bucks, and my notes suggest that if one of them get out to a silly price on the exchange late, I'll not afraid to have a small little each way bet at sort of eighteen dollars plus about any of them. I'd need to be getting over double my quote because I really okay. just don't don't, uh, don't want to get involved here. I feel better about myself if I don't get involved here. I think. It's like a silent, pro- silent protest. <laughs> well, you know how we feel about maidens here at the, at the one yeah. one. So mm-hmm. there's enough enough them during the week. Yeah, that really doesn't strengthen its uh, its case too much either. But no. it does sound like Terry's got something he wants to discuss in the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Maiden race two, stepping up to the sixteen hundred meters. What's uh, what's caught your eye here, Guru? I do I do like one here, uh, as I alluded to before. This isn't a very Deep maiden, I think that's uh, I think that's a fairly fair assessment. Uh, probably any of the maidens we're seeing on um, on Saturdays uh, at the moment, which is amazing considering they're worth double. About double what your uh, midway cons are worth. But uh, I really like uh, the changes we are seeing to tick along here. Um, really liked its trial back on the 13th of July. And if you go back to that trial, it's really interesting. The second horse, Enduring Moment, it hasn't won yet. But I mean, Enduring Moments put in ab- three absolute stormers since that trial. Warbler ran third at one. Fourth horse, All on Black, ran fourth at one. The fifth horse, Cape Rain, it won. And the seventh horse, We Own a Brute, it won. So it's a pretty good trial form, isn't it? Very good. You don't see a trial like that where they, um, yeah, five of the seven have come out to, or four of the seven, and another one's knocking on the door. So pretty good trial form. Uh, I thought first up, Hannah got a bit lost in traffic, didn't get much out of it. And it's last start. Behind just under. Again, I don't think Hannah got a great deal out of the horse in the straight. It laid in. She never really got to get to sit down and sort of ride the horse out properly. Mitchell going on for Hannah and the blinkers going on are just two massive positives, I think, for a horse. It does have a little bit of ability. Um, don't think it'll be going much past a class two necessarily, but uh, I do think a maiden like this is right up um, right up his alley. I think Mitch has the option to, to sit first two or just park. Probably prefer just parked, but I'm, I'm not too perturbed in that sense and it's just not a very deep race so i've marked tickle on a clear favorite so the five bucks is um yeah it's plenty for me to get involved bj yeah i'm in i'm in complete agreement with you terry blinkers oh. blinkers on mitchell pateman on third up at the mile i reckon there the the recipe's all there for a, a tick along victory myself i uh mm-hmm. i had tick along 
on top in my market. What price? And I think it was about four fifty. Tick along. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what did you have it again? Sorry. Three thirty, but knew yeah. I was probably a little bit thin. I expect there'll be some money around for horses. I am Groot. What's yes. Groot from? What what movie is that from? I don't know. It's not you from got kids. Uh, they, they're, yeah. they're Groot. The the despicable me looking. Yeah, could despicable me. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I did know you knew. Um, <laughs> I am. There'll be money for I am Groot. There was big money returned to Oz uh, second up. I think. Uh, I was part of that charge. We got the sort of six fifty into about three fifty four bucks, and uh, it was just never a happy horse in the run. It's really no. hard to come at it on that performance. So, um, but there will be some support for return to Oz. Trade Fair Express is another one that likes to feast on milk. So I don't really think from Barrier Ten that's probably going to end up trying to breeze. I'd suspect at best, not really where I want to be. Um, want to be going, but it can win. But no, for me, it's a uh, and the rest of them are, are horrible. So yeah, tick along, BJ. I'm I'm pretty keen. Very good. So you said you led the charge with the return to Oz second up. Mm-hmm. What was what was the thought processes behind that? Because it was a significant move on the day, wasn't it? Return to Oz. Yeah. Well, I, I think if you just compare the runs first up of Return to Oz and Zala, yep, um, there was very little in it. If not, Return to Oz was potentially the better of the two runs. So from memory, I had a marked Zala two forty Return to Oz two ninety type thing. So it was purely a pricing that um, for me, but obviously few people agreed and the money came but the horse uh yeah the horse never wanted to be there so always always a concern but durant adam is training well at the moment and the winkers go on which should uh which should sharp which should sharpen him up so yeah he's uh in a weak maiden like this over the mile uh adam adam tends to get them um pretty close to cherry ripe third up fair enough yeah well i'm with you anyway as i said earlier terry tick along uh on top brett pope mitchell pateman blinkers on i think uh ticks most boxes for me yeah i'm uh i'm bullish Okay, race three is the Peninsula Dining Room Plate. Three-year-old race, 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties. Uh, this is... Um, less bullish. Less bullish. <laughs> <laughs> less bullish. This is, all, this is all, in other words, this is all yours. Keep in mind that Regal Dividend's racing against the slug today, so I say Regal Dividend will be coming out, which looked your likely leader. Yeah. So I don't know how you're going to map this now. I might see Chrissy Graham go to the top. Yeah, you might might have to, or um, mm. they might push uh, push forward with playing for keeps. Perhaps yeah, it began really well in uh, in its trial the other day. Uh, showed plenty. Dion of is an aggressive speed. trainer as well. He prefers to race them on speed where possible. Yeah, I think that's playing for keeps would be the likely leader for mine. Uh, I was really quite taken with the win of Chile is hot. Oh. First up on on debut at um, Pinjara, mm. August twenty. Got back to uh, near last. Jason Whiting sort of weaved his way through the field, and it actually wasn't. Even though the margin was what ahead on the line, it looked like it was a bit more decisive than that. Um, just the way that it, that it hit the line, this gingerbread man filly, and um, from gate one, uh, Jace, Jason Whiting can just sort of begin and and not not bother not bother her too much and. I imagine that if uh, if the runs appear again like they did at Pinjarra, then the closing speed that she showed a similar similar burst of speed could see her run over the top of them again. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is going to get boring if I uh, if we keep agreeing with each other. But I uh, I'm with you here. Actually, I didn't I didn't do a real deep 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 dive into this race. But uh, I was. Um, I think Chicks Chatter's obviously got the right form lines behind yep. Queen Brown. But I'm 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 happy looking around Chicks Chatter at the two seventy price. Just happy taking it on. Kerman Rocks was obviously good. Surveillance you need to have a fair bit of forgiveness for, but it's obviously probably got the best top end form. Well, not obviously. It clearly does have the best top end form uh, yep. of any of these. But um, no, I really like the Chili is hot trial and then win. Great. 
Graham Ballantyne had Chilius Hot and ran a horse called Ran a Red Light nominated for this race. And Ran a Red Light, they went mid uh, week. We scratched it for this, for that. It went really good. So I think this one might be better than Ran a Red Light. And um, I don't know, when a stable starts to roll, especially the, the younger horses, they um, they can all sort of uh, get up and about and going at the same time. And um, the $6.50 is uh, is comfortably above my price. So um I wasn't really. I was just going to probably stay out to some degree, but now we've had a discussion. The fact that I really enjoy gambling, I'm um, I'm going to hop in. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Well, Chick Chick's chatter obviously has the strong form lines and the um the established the established sort of form and uh, and fitness. So it's um mm. it's entitled to be uh, at the head of the market, I would say. And surveillance is its best stands out, but um it sort of just hasn't quite. I don't know, hit its full full potential this time in. So I don't know. I just feel like Chile is hot. There was there was plenty in that debut win, and you know only has to really hold that hold that form. I would suggest to give that that a big shake and at the each way odds. And I think that's uh, I think it's good placement from Graham Ballantyne and um, just needs that galloping room in the straight. Yeah, I agree. It's a pretty uh, pretty thin old event. So. Um I think uh, I think it can actually begin okay and probably land back of whatever does lead because there there is that little uh, pace in the event. So uh, I'm with you again. Let's see if we can disagree soon though. <laughs> soon. All righty. Race four is the Cool Ridge handicap uh, for over 2,200 meters. A couple of Terry's all-time favorite horses going around here in double digit mm. and uh, the one and only sacks on, sacks off. Wax on, old waxy. What uh, What do we got? What do we got? Well, actually, might be a run or two away here, but uh, as uh, speaking to Bradley yesterday, uh, Mr. Tab Touch, and as we were discussing, it's you, you'll never see a better speed map for old Saxon. Should just wander to the front. There'll be no pressure whatsoever. So obviously, you don't want it to wander. You want him to march, but um, no, he's still a few runs off, so he won't be uh, won't be falling in there. But um, I'm really keen. The price has been absolutely. What's the word I'm after? It's been it's been bullied all uh, all the way from five bucks into about two eighty um, this morning. But I've actually marked gonna go two dollars twenty here, BJ. That might be a little thin um, potentially, but uh, really, I you were keen last week on gonna go, not keen, but you gave uh, him a little bit of a push, and I queried um, whether he'd get the journey. And I'm just gonna say he got the journey. The horse that beat him got the better run. Gonna go was off going earlier um, than Montalina, and uh, he really made Montalina work for that victory. And um, I think there's, I mean, the general consensus Montalina will continue to go through the grades. So I just think this is a uh, this is an easier race. I love the fact he goes up in weight because Mitchell gets to ride him. He absolutely flies for Mitchell, and uh, he's a proven weight carrier. Uh, I haven't got it in front of me, but I think his last two wins were 60 and 61 kilos. So the 59.5 doesn't concern me. Um, yeah, this isn't a deep race. I'm pretty keen. Gonna go, BJ. What about uh, Bonneville Black? 51.5 after Maddie Derrick's claim. Ah, last start Bonneville. winner, the guru was on. What's the story? Yeah, I, I I do. I think Bonneville Black's the biggest danger. I'd like to see with the lack of speed in this. I'd, I'd be instructing Maddie, even though the horse doesn't begin all that quickly. Um, look at how she rode it last start. It was three deep, uh, no cover outside the speed. I'd be instructing her to go forward and probably get rolling it at full tilt from about the six. Yep. Really try and make use of that 51 and a half and make Gunnigo really chase with the 59.5. But um, uh, I just think Gunnigo might be a better horse. And um, from the barrier, if they do ride him cold, I just think there, there's two. Yeah, there's some issues there. But um, no, I've marked Bonneville Black a clear second favorite. And um, I did think this would be the type of race I'd be really keen to hop into double digit. But the, the 60 kilos is a real leveler for a little... Uh, 
he's only a little bloke and um i also don't like the fact that sean mcgruddy is out of the saddle because the horse has really been going for him lately in particular so um i just think 60 kilos double digit 59 and a half gonna go i prefer the gonna go form so bit of a bit of a no-brainer and have a look at the the weight swing maserati gets off double digit um i mean on paper maserati should be beating home double digit and maserati's previous effort to, to truly great was um yeah it was truly great so interesting uh interesting runner there he's a he's a battler for, for cliffy green old old maserati but um he can he can definitely run a race at a price yeah he can he's um he's pretty Pretty honest, Maserati. Um, Doesn't once, tell many lies, does he? No, once once he sort of gets into that space, he can he can race week in, week out, and race really consistently and perform up to a certain level. I ended up um, I ended up on sticking with Throwdown. He was my Maddie last start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrissy Graham on board was um, quite a big run actually. Second up for um, for his campaign, uh, tacked the line pretty strongly. Just just failed to catch Bonneville Black. Uh, Jason Whiting on is probably just going to do no work in a smallish field from gate one. If he can wind up, in, if he can, if Jason can get him off the fence and winding up into the race, and because uh, he stays really well, throw down, and mm-hmm. um, he, uh, I, I can see him. Yeah, he just he loves these two thousand plus races. I can just see him whacking away late, uh, and with additional natural improvement third up into his campaign i can see him being hard to hold out on the line i agree gonna goes flying i thought he almost had montalina last week but um but that mayor she really clicked clicked into overdrive that last 200 and sort of got the job done quite convincingly but i think i think not a bad option for for throwdown and terry's gone through the other major chances as well i'd just like to see your thoughts on um sugar cane i thought mm. this mayor was a bit stiff midweek the other day yeah, I was on. So I, anything that loses, I think stiff. To be honest with you, that I've backed. So um, Sugarcane is—I don't think he's four wins. Well, I don't think I know. He's never—he's uh, never won for another jockey besides William Pike, which is a mm. concern. Can't take use. I uh, can't make use of the gate overly well. So uh, not necessarily to be overly close to them. Uh, I think it's a horse. I think she's she's a mare who can win uh, one of these type of races. And I mean, this this isn't impossible with the 54 and a half. It's pretty good placement for a 64 rated mare and a 66 plus. Um, yeah, she, she's a winning chance. But again, I've marked a 12 bucks. So she's not at my quote to, to have a bet. And um, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I've got the, the blinkers are on. Sometimes the blinkers just go on. And if I get my price, we load. And then we um, we sit back and get frustrated afterwards. <laughs> All yeah, right. Just so the usual. And you, and you cop the uh, the WhatsApp messages, which are <laughs> no longer tweet, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. So Terry's keen on Gunna Go. Uh, Mitchell Pateman back on board. And uh, I'm leaning towards uh, three down, but not not uh, with a huge amount of confidence in um, what could be a tricky little 2,200-meter handicap um, at Belmont yeah. on Saturday. The main thing is we disagree on one finally, so I'm um, uh, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of variety. What we okay. re- what we required. All right, so it's it's Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind time, Terry. Pen and paper, ready to go. Pen and paper, ready to go. So just quickly, the Mundaring. It's been the heart of, heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know you're a one one listener. Congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Russell Hinks. 
$100 gift voucher is on its way. Russell is now a dual mastermind winner and um, yeah, a really strong supporter of the podcast. Russell came along to our uh, night out, our pub crawl, Terry, if you recall. So um, yes. he, uh, he, uh, he got the job done, getting all three questions correct and he's going to be heading back up the Mundaring with his $100 gift voucher. Now, to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Here we go. Question one, how many races has Great Shot won since his 2017 Railway Stakes victory? Mm -hmm. Question two, who trained Bell Bazaar to win the 2007 Idyllic Prince Stakes? Do you remember Bell Bazaar, Terry? I do. I think I've got the answer for that one right. Okay. Question three, what year did the Fighting Tiger Northerly win the Idyllic Prince Stakes? And who was the pilot? Who rode him that day? And they're the three. I'm not the mastermind this week, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, uh, that's the WA Racing Mastermind competition. Don't forget to get your entries into us. Direct message on Twitter at the11pod. Send them through. And yeah, of course, you'll be in the running for a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. So race five is the Kieran Megumi Handicap. 1,000-meter graduation, and we see the return of this little tester, Terry. Yeah, this little tester. Also, I tried to buy a 5% of after a 1,000 beers, which I'm pretty glad because I think I offered more than I, I should have. So, um, yeah, it was a uh, – this This is probably – this is definitely the will be the most um, anticipated first 10 meters of a race for, for the day, I'd suggest. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm really intrigued to uh, to watch her go around. There isn't a way in the world I'd be I'd be backing her at the current price of a dollar fifty. Um, I reckon she's the best horse in the race by as most people would concur. She's the best horse in the race by half the uh, half the straight, I'd suggest. But uh, geez, watching her begin in that trial, if she does that over a thousand meters, um, it's, it could just about be race over, couldn't it? So what did you think of the trial? Do you, was she slow away? Did she bound? What I don't was, know, what, I don't was know the... what happened. I, I think it's one you'd have to yeah. ask Mitchell. Did he? Um, he he would have learnt a lot from that as well out of the gates. But look, the idea of the spell and whatnot as well was just to freshen her up and probably to get her come back as a more mature racehorse. And um, uh, uh, I mean, you got to query if what, what we saw in the trial looked very, very, very questionable at best. So there's a few pretty professional beginners in this race and they're drawn around her and um, – if horses like excellent dream weapons and if they if they jump and ping the lids like, as you'd expect and she's back last, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't want to be taking five bucks about her if she's uh, if she's back in the field like that. So I think at the dollar fifty she has to be one of the risks of the day, but she's one of those risks that if she does ping the lids, uh, you'd probably take a dollar ten about her. But unfortunately, that's uh, that's not how the game works, is it? Yeah, well, she made she made such an impression with that Bunbury maiden win. Mm. Uh, was it four point six lengths back in uh, November last year? Then she came to Ascot in a eleven hundred meter graduation, led throughout with Pike in the saddle, six point seven lengths, and people were talking, or you know, Group Ones at that stage with her down the Flemington Straight. Yeah, and then then things sort of went a bit awry from there. Um, had a couple of setbacks too. Yep, um, and and she's a mare quite. A headstrong sort of um, spirited mare, I would say, with uh, um, that she's had some issues over the journey, considering she's five year old and only had the f the four starts. So 
I don't know, it's been a bit of a rocky road, I suppose, with this will test you, but there's no doubting how much talent this horse has. But um, is she is she going to be professional enough on race day to ever really make the most of it? So it's um, and just the fact that she missed the kick in the in the trial just adds another element of doubt into mm. you know her professionalism as a thoroughbred, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, we saw her miss the kick and, and it's different in a trial because I obviously go a lot slower and she was able to amble up to him and uh, the win was huge and the horse she beat dance music will be extremely popular in the um, in the feature race later in the day. So that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not discounting how good she is. I just think it's, um, there's probably better spots to dive in at, uh, at 1.5. I, uh, I <laughs> yeah. would, I would be th- a bit like Billy Ray midway. That's a good spot to dive in. <laughs> oh my God. God, I hate the world. Yeah, so I'm 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 really interested to see how she goes. Uh, I'm really interested to see what she trades as well. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know if she'll trade as thin as she did as a couple of those runs because there there will be people who are wary, and um, I think it's more likely than unlikely she'll she'll do something wrong at the start. So um, I uh, yeah, I, I think she'll uh, she'll probably trade closer to even money. But um, I, I want to have something. If, if it gets out, I'm not really happy with the six, seven bucks at the moment. I, I really like how excellent Dreams Racing at, at, mm-hmm. at this stage of proceedings. Uh, Victoria Corvo is replaced by Chloe as a party. I'd like to see them be super aggressive here. Try to get across um, Copper Fury early, who is a quick horse, but it's also first up for... 255 days so um i just think excellent dream has been running really good races in and in in styles which haven't suited him all that much um vic took a sit then got a bit of a bumping duel with weapons and it was a soft win sat three and four deep the start before that this is three starts ago um when beating ex celestial who came out to to win shortly after and then at um, at his most recent outing, he was beaten by X Celestial, but he was held up for a run. They tried to ride him a bit cute in behind the speed with Chloe going on. I'd love to see just real aggression shown and um, really try and give this or test you something to catch, unless yeah. they're all tr- unless they're all trying to catch this or test you, of course. So, so what sort of what sort of price would you be looking at uh, to to have a nibble at Excellent Dream, Terry? Well, I've marked this will test you a flat even money, but I, I probably wouldn't get involved two forty um, type thing. If if it got upwards of that, I'd. I'd probably, I'd probably throw him, but that's that's not going to occur. I wouldn't think. Um, probably seven dollars fifty above. Excellent dream. Happy if it wins at six bucks, and so be it. I'm I'm okay staying out. There's enough speed in this race where there is a chance that uh, even if she does want to lead Chloe, that she may not be able to anyway. So, but we have seen the horse take a sit and still run nice races. So, I think from an each way point of view, if you can get sort of seven, eight, uh, eight dollars and, and two bucks the place type thing, it's it's a nice little each way bet in a race lacking a huge amount of depth. BJ. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I had from a tipping point of view, I had this will test you. This will test you on top. Um, one thing to note is Mitchell Pateman did a lot of the early education work with this will test you back in the uh, back in its early days. So mm-hmm. he actually has a very good, uh, strong affinity with this mare, and I think Mitchell was considering becoming a trainer at one stage and this was one of the horses that he was very actively involved with from a hands-on point of view so this is going to be his first ride on her in a race so um, that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out and um, and whether he he might be the the key to unlocking this will test you uh, but yeah excellent dream does look the the standout second pick racing really well for Victoria Corva midweek I do like the booking of Chloe as a party looks really suited on excellent dream the way that this horse likes the way that this horse profiles in its uh in its races so that's the second pick for me for excellent dream 
You did throw out a horse by the name of ATM mm. uh, first up last uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I've the, already um, had uh, something on actually, BJ. Uh, Forty-one bucks went up, and I, I've marked ATM um, just shy of twenty. So that doesn't that obviously shows you I'm not super keen, but. They go up above the price. We have something on. So um, I'm the run. Was, the run was good, wasn't it? It was really good. Yeah, I think Sean was yeah. a bit too defensive out the gates and just um, over the thousand dropped last, rather than sort of being in a, a similar position to the winner. E always and try to be a bit more aggressive in a three wide line type thing. So um, I really, really liked the run first up. It's just from the gate. Can uh, can Troy dig him up and try and land him sort of not four back the fence and just try and be sort of three back the fence with chasing the right horses, get the gaps at the right time. But um, no, I think ATM can can run a cheeky race for sure. Okay. And last horse I want to mention, Lace Vinsky, first up from the Simon A. Miller yard. Enjoyed a really consistent campaign and he was mm. rewarded with uh, uh, a victory uh, at Ascot on January 25 before the spell uh, ran second to several smart horses and um, I think not to be missed a couple of times and put a spell on you got the better of uh, got the better of him at Pinjarra one day as well he's had two trials leading up to this latest trial Tash Faithful was on board and he um, he won a thousand meter heat at Belmont on August 17 Matty Derrick from gate 12 mm. first up claiming three looks like a tough steer for Matty doesn't it well, query to you here, because Maddie doesn't ride. Well, I don't know if Maddie has ever ridden for Simon in the past. Do you think they saw the draw and thought we're going to be deep the trip here? It's very likely the speed underneath that if they, unless they um, take a hold, they're going to be deep the trip. I would think. Um, yep. Do you reckon they've said let's put Maddie on and say go sit go sit three deep um, with cover outside the speed in in Maddie land as you like to call it and um, yeah. and let the horse uh, let the horse just go three deep. Don't even worry about trying to get in. So I, I've, yeah, I'm I'm interested if they've put Maddie on specifically to sit deep the trip, which isn't that's not a that's not a, a stupid comment because um, she has so much success in doing so. She sure does. Yeah, I, I can I can see that absolutely. Mm. And um and the, the three kilos off first up. Yeah, it's probably um probably a pretty astute booking from the Simon A. Miller yard, I would say. But I think so. But yeah, like Lace Vinsky sort of it lacked a bit of a knockout punch last prep, but um but raced really well. Uh, I can you know he's he's going to win his share of races, I would say. So looking forward to seeing he maybe take his his racing to another level this time in. But um but yeah, it looks like a race where this will test you. Could could bomb the start or or and run horribly, or it could win by panel. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Um, exactly right. I I wouldn't be afraid if you're looking for a, a bit of an Landish bet in the race wouldn't be afraid to lay the place if you can lay it at a dollar twenty or a dollar fifteen type thing and get seven or eight times your money because um yeah it makes a mess of the start it could be a, a really uh ugly and, and 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 tough old time for Mitchell Pateman from there on the only other horse I quickly want to mention BJ uh, horse at trials like a jet and they're going to the races without a trial here it's seventy bucks at the moment um I'll probably have a tiny tiny bet I've marked uh, I've marked her thirty five so I don't really give her too much of a chance but Olga Louisa trials like a jet I love I love when they horses that trial like um superstars I like when they go to the races without the trial because perhaps perhaps oh sorry really, I see what you mean yeah perhaps yep. they're really yep. uh they're just a really good fresh horse and they can't put the same type of performance in uh, a week or two later when they, they hit the racetrack so just keep an eye on Olga Louisa at uh at cricket score odds here see if um see if she can run a race okay race six is the feature it's the idyllic prince stakes Listed weight for age thirteen hundred meter hundred thousand dollar race, and um, free trade the mm. boom 
boom, six-year-old resumed in the new market was a dollar sixty-five favorite, and uh, yeah, he didn't. Uh, he was well below his best, finishing fifth, beaten over three lengths behind Saracino. What a, the in a word? Give me a word here. Either forgive or forget. Uh, have to forgive. Have to forgive. Mm. He um mm. he's it was the first time he's ever missed a place in his career, and it's I wonder whether the the, the shifting track on the day might have played a played a part in in his performance, but um, yeah, that was that was well below what we know he's capable of. It's going to be interesting to see him bounce back in at weight for age. Michael Lane stable. I imagine they wouldn't have pressed on with his campaign if um, if there was any issues there. So I'm um, tactics will be interesting as well because I, I thought the lead was there. The lead was there to be had in it the um, in the new market, but. Connections and Chrissy Parnham opted to to take a sit and and let Saraceno lead comfortably, and then Sean McGrady on Saraceno just uh, took off from the eight hundred and catch me if you can, and just yeah, completely blew free trade up. What about the gear change? What about the um, what about the gear change on yeah. Saraceno? What did you think of that? Blinkers off, winkers on. I don't I don't understand it. There was they did there was one recently. It might have been Lockroy. Uh, might have been. What's their other group one spinner place in the winter bottom a few years ago at under to one? Durandell. Durandell, that's yep. the one. Um, yeah, they whipped the, they put in a probably a campaign best run. Then they, the gear changes with that stable, they just they just seem to, I don't know, a bit of overthinking. And I reckon if a horse puts in a performance like that at, at that type of price, you um, you don't change anything for the sake of going an extra hundred meters. And there's, I mean, it, it says that the horse raced keenly and blah blah blah, but so so be it. I, I just don't understand why you'd even consider um, a gear change for a horse that's uh, just performed so far. Uh, just put in such a basically a peak run. Um, yeah, anyway, I found that quite odd. Great shot, BJ. Has great shot um, come back? I don't think. Uh, I don't think he has. Uh, well, what has he? What has he done? So he had he had two starts in the spring, in the birthday, and the northerly in 2019, and um, he hasn't. So they pulled the pin after that. Northerly in October last year, he had a trial at Belmont. On- Didn't he do a tendon? Oh, was it a tendon? Was it? Hang on. I think he did a tendon. Don't don't one hundred percent quote me on that. He did. There was definitely a a, a serious setback. Okay. I'm relatively certain as well. So I was I was really concerned with the trial that because great shot is such a good trialer. It, yeah. it just consistently you go back through his last six trials for every single prep and um, he trials like a bomb and he, he trialed pretty ordinary. Um, really didn't stretch out to the line hard. Was beaten by a sort of a class three, class four horse in uh, in over there. So um, yeah, that was for an older horse coming back from an injury of 315 days. That really concerned me because um, this weight for age race really is up for grabs and it could have been a, a, a chance to uh, notch another W. Yeah, absolutely, and I suppose variations in the same boat as well. He was he was retired, yeah. and um, yeah. they put him back into work. Two hundred and eighty days between runs. He's had a couple of trials leading up, so they're the two genuine weight for age horses, aren't they? You would say historically, yeah. um, and um, but but both of them have got massive queries about whether they're going to ever be able to recapture their peak form. Well, they're probably probably not. So um, so they're going to be vulnerable first up. You would say. So again, it, it just opens this race right up, and and you can mm-hmm. see why the market has has you know gravitated not only towards free trade, but you know the mayor dance music first up as well. 
Yeah, they're the two horses that have the uh, the haven't hit their mark yep. uh, as yet. Dance music. Um, no, not I was going to say dance music in particular, but that's not the case. They're both uh, basically on par in that sense. I'm with you in the forgive files of free trade, but uh, there's no way I'm taking two dollars forty about a horse who was that poor first up. Um, also, I don't think free trade can kick up and lead here, and I think free trade's a far better horse when able to dictate at a pretty hot tempo, um, either from the top or out in the breeze. So um, I do think great shot will uh, still have the pace early to probably get across um, free trade. But tactics will be interesting if, if they do really try and um, to, to kick up on free trade and lead the race. What did you think of the the new market tactics with free trade? I mean, the lead was the lead was there. Are they playing a, a longer game with him from a uh, education point of view, from what they what sort of horse they want him to be? But, yeah, but potentially, potentially. I think they're obviously they're looking at the mile. Yeah. Um, um, this year's railway stakes, as as has been discussed, or yeah. I mean, they might go down the other path if they if they feel he's better over the twelve hundred and go to the the winter bottom, or I think as we discussed in the last couple of weeks, do both. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think they're just I think they're happy either way. It would be my suggestion, but um, yeah, they've definitely got no qualms in sitting him, do they? No, no, and um, yeah, and the, I suppose that leaves dance music's going to probably um. Probably going to be suited on top of the speed, isn't she? So mm, her, yeah, um, yeah. She, she trialed, as you mentioned earlier, she trialed alongside this will test you on August 10 at Lark Hill. All her form last prep, well, she's just such a consistent mare all round, but all her form last prep was pretty good, wasn't it? She won the Mandra Cup, um, beating Disposition. Then she came to, and came to town, back to Ascot rather, and won the Australia Day Cup. Who, did, who did she beat that day? Who did she beat? Knocking off Wrinkley, who's still going in a campaign. We're talking about a race back in January. That's really good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, it but is. yeah, but she's she's just a, a really good mare, isn't she? Dance music, so she mm. can she can test the favourite free trade for sure. But what about what about this multiverse? What about his his form and nah, how, how hard not, he tries recently? Yeah, he does try hard, but I try hard doesn't mean I'm any good. So mm. I, uh, I I can't have these horses that aren't suited um, at weight for age mm. level. I simply can't have them. So, I mean, free trade gets the five kilos um, on him, and, and it's the same with um, with Saracino as well. They're just – the weight for age conditions are really killers um, for, for those types of horses. So um, purely on that – purely for that reason, I, I can't consider multiverse. In saying that, for some reason, I'm, I'm considering fly. Oh, and that's uh, that's basically the exact same thing. So, um, I'm just expecting improvement from Flo. If you go back to his run four starts ago, when uh, Peter was on the podcast, Peter McCormick, who mm-hmm. owns a share in Flo, that was a huge performance. Um, it was a bit bit of an outlier for for Flo that day. But um, yeah, I just I just think this is a it's a funny it's a funny little race. It's a funny little race. If, if Flo gets out to something crazy, I'm talking. $35 plus late, $40 late. Um, yeah, I, I just think this race could throw a bit of an oddball result. Yeah, I tend to tend to agree. From a as a, from a tipping point of view, you landed up just forgiven, free trade, have to go again. I think his body of work uh, suggests that he deserves another another chance. Um, dance music, the, uh, the hardest to beat from my point of view, and I just feel as though if, if Reese Radford can have a great shot like anywhere near right, this is this is a winnable race for him. He's the yeah. he's the quality uh, weight for age performer of the race. Tough as old boots, gives himself every chance up on top of the speed. Um, yeah, if the stable's got him right, he can he's going to be a hard bugger to get past. That's for sure. 
Hundred percent, but yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I'm concerned that he's uh, he hasn't come back. But uh, yeah, I've got free trade two forty dance music four forty. So and that's in a ninety percent market. I lowered this one a bit though. So there isn't a bet here for me at the moment. As I said, if, if they float around those prices and, and not much um, not much happens there, I might look at a, a mad little speck on flow. Mm, okay. Well, good luck to Pete McCormick in connections there. Mm. So we might yes. have to get Pete back on the show soon as well, just to especially if, if flow gets up, might have to. To get him on to discuss all that sort of stuff and uh, also what's happening with um, with with Pete McCormick in his racing operations business moving forward into the new season as well. So exactly right. Yep. Okay. So race seven, Amelia Park, handicap graduation, fourteen hundred meters. Uh, Rationale was a super win. First up from a long break, truck loaded in bedding. Terry, did you make sense of that? Hashtag they knew. They knew. No, no, BJ, that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. So Rationale was in a week earlier and it was something like 358 to six, seven bucks behind the gates at Northern or Pinjarra and in, in an easier race and it was just out the door completely unwanted. Seven days later, the bots have decided that um, it's Rationale day and uh, the money comes and it, it wins like uh, it wins like winks. All I will say about that victory is it was completely, completely, completely set up for for a horse the way it was ridden and it was just it was sort of the last horse standing. I mean, it's only beaten home Amasinas who had just won its maiden at its prior start. Bless its little heart uh, at its prior start. Uh, so I don't know if that form is necessarily um, going to hold up dramatically, but. Listening to David Harrison after the race, he does. They do have a big opinion of her, and um, they're expecting her to win plenty of Saturday races. But in saying that, I always take on a horse second up off, off three hundred days, so she's off four hundred odd days. So um, at three bucks, I'm I'm happy looking around her. Bj, what do you reckon? So yeah, I can see exactly that. Especially from from two, she's probably going to get back sort of maybe three back fence, mm-hmm. something like that, which could be could be trouble in a race where. And there's, a, there's been there's been a scratching actually, BJ. Let me just update. Oh, it's, it's, it's me. It's me. Moral. It was me. It was me. Best. It's been scratched. That's it. Stop recording. I'm out. <laughs> See you later. I'm done. Oh no, geez, that was an absolute speed map special. False statement. Mm. Oh, I'm actually really. Um, they can you can hear my heart breaking probably from wherever you're listening. Um, yeah, false statement. Was that going to be your best betting proposition of the day, Terry? Uh, probably not my best, but I can say it is now because it's been scratched, so I've got nothing to lose <laughs> by, um, by saying that, do I? So, uh, look, from a speed map point of view, and now um, the horse, which I did want to save on, probably obviously becomes the top pick, but Super Teotoya mm-hmm. um, for Lactar and, and, uh, and, and Big Cole and Webster. Um, it looks to have this map um, really um, to himself. Yeah, he should be able to roll forward. Like the last effort when they went... A million lengths above benchmark at Pinjarra. Sat deep the trip. Um, it was huge. It was huge. Had had no right to, to be fighting out the finish. And the pr- prior effort had held out Belmont Pago, who would start pretty short in a race like this. So um, definite query coming from Pinjarra, where he obviously feels comfortable doing his racing at the moment. But from a speed map point of view, I just, JC, he's just got to be in front for a long way because there is absolutely no pressure in this race whatsoever. What about Peppy Jack? Do you think they're going to roll forward? Jade's going to roll forward on him? Oh, potentially, but... Just yeah, just uh, Peppy Jack's not that quick mm. horse. So they they could roll forward on Peppy Jack. Um, they could roll insane. Now they could roll forward on Annihilator, mm. but it didn't begin quickly. Abby Lane misses most starts. Uh, really liked Abby Lane's first up run, by the way. And it's it's a runner who I believe can win this race if getting close enough in the run. The step up to the fourteen hundred is integral for Abby Lane, but um, 
Yeah, look, just from a speed map point of view, for me, it's it's a really easy bet on um, Super T. I'm just going to call it Super T, I think, Big T, Booker T. Um, and I've marked Super T five bucks before the scratching, which means after the scratching, it's probably closer to the $4 mark. So pretty happy getting involved at around 550 Super Territoria. Okay. So there was a horse uh, early in the Geraldton season last year where you said that this is the horse to follow throughout the season it will end up being the um the horse of the year on the crayfish coast and you weren't far off the mark there terry it's big close. shot paddy you're uh early early adopter on the big shot paddy bandwagon what can you tell us about him I do really like Big Shot Paddy as a horse, but uh, I just think coming to town uh, with the 59 and a half is going to be a, uh, a pretty big ask for Big Shot Paddy first up. Um, yeah, I still think uh, – I still how, how far away is the Jero season from kicking off? When does it usually – I think it usually starts late uh, September, October, something like that. Yeah, okay. So um, whether they're just uh, – this is a oh, – then again, as a – with the rating that he'd be having in Geraldton, there wouldn't be too many races. Oh, he could no, he could still go through the seventy pluses um, and work his way through the the staying races in that sense. But um, now, Big Shot Paddy's definitely got the upside. But um, yeah, I'm just with the fifty nine and a half first up in town. I'm pretty happy just watching him go around. Let him continue his progression without he, um, we'll he part see- we'll part ways with Paddy for a short seems while. Seems to do a good job with his horses, John Reynolds, doesn't he? Sp- Certainly does, yeah. He certainly does. He's also first up two seven two days, yeah. and that's um, yeah, that's going to be a really uh, a really tough ask as well. So that's 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 nine months away from the track. So um, yeah, good good luck to him though. As I said, I, I do think he's a really really nice horse, but um, yeah, uh, Abby Lane would be the the major danger um for me to Super Territory. Which way are you going, BJ? Well, I got Rationale on top. I think it's um, I, I couldn't quite get to the current quote. The horse that. I had Mark's second favourite, who I quite, uh, who I think has come right into this, especially with the scratching of false statement, is Abby Lane. Mm-hmm. I thought first up was massive. First two runs this prep were massive, and then he uh, had some genuine excuses behind Eorways over the thousand last start that was two weeks ago. Back up to the fourteen hundred, I think um, CJP riding well and King. Very astute yard. Uh, I think this could be a nice option for Abby Lane to return to the winner's circle. It's been a while, but um, almost almost 12 months to the day. But uh, I think this is a, as good an opportunity as Abby Lane's going to get to um, to, yeah, to notch up another win. Yep. No, I definitely Abby Lane's probably uh, probably the best horse in this race, besides Russian Ali, who has probably the most upside, obviously. But um yeah, I, I can see that. Just the always concern with Abby Lane is it's hardy mouse stuff out the gates, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. if if they do wander along out in front, and it just could be really difficult to make up the the required lengths if if she's trying to come from last, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's seven dollars available at the moment after the scratching of false statement. That's a really nice price as well. My, my market basically suggests here I, I'm double playing. I'm dutching Super T and Abby Lane, but I've taken a bit of a set against Rationale, which might be to my detriment. Is if if it's as good as. Uh, the camp thinks i think yeah so i've um i liked annihilator um on top last start uh, he had a bit of a tough run but he was still a bit oh, still yeah. a bit plain wasn't he um i thought that was is, position just nearly position a that, that late in the day three wide line just never looked happy no he didn't as a and horse which was in complete contrast to the way that he powered powered mm. to victory the start before so hard to get it was a little bit inconclusive it's hard to get a really strong gauge on where annihilator is at but you know these neville parnham horses they come they can sort of click into gear and um 
uh, and uh, so not forgiving him might prove costly on my behalf. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm 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 still leaning more towards Abby Lane for sure. All right, I'm uh, I'm going to save Abby Lane and make Super T my uh, my main investment here. BJ. Very good. Okay, what time is it, Terry? Ah, oh, it's a get out stakes. St. This is a good little race as well. St. E. A. K. S. Get out stakes time. That is correct. The extremely popular get out stakes is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team will take good care of you. So, congratulations to last week's winner, Mark Miller. Um, Milsey, he was one of two entrants to find point taken on top, but uh, Milsey's prediction was closest to the official winning margin, and um, he claimed I saw that, those- that was point. Sorry, it was point two and point three lengths, wasn't it? That's right. <laughs> that's, that's oh, jeez, bit stiff, bit stiff. Yeah. If you've uh, you've jagged the twenty five dollar pod and been beaten by uh, been beaten by a lip, yeah, the runner oh, up was stiff. runner up was very stiff on that occasion, but um, mm. Millsy. Uh, got the cash, and he uh, he's uh, he's got those gourmet market city meats steaks coming his way. So congratulations there. Now to enter this week's get out steaks, remembering it's race eight. There's no ninth race this week. Was there a race? There was a race um, abandoned, wasn't there, Terry? There was, yeah. There was. A, I think it was a 72 plus mile race was abandoned. But uh, to apologise for there only being the eight they've given us two maiden. So um, yeah, <laughs> silver lining, silver lining. <laughs> Very generous, very generous. Mm. So, yeah, race eight is the Get Out Stakes this week. Um, so send us in your entries via Twitter at the11pod, who you think will win race eight and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places. Remembering, if it's a dead heat, the winner will be the person who got their tweet in first under the Sam White rule. So moving on to... The Get Out Stakes, Race 8, Crown Towers Handicap over the 1,000. As Terry mentioned in the teaser leading up to this race, this is this is a good finish to the mm. day. Yeah, good finish to what is a bit of a sort of flat old day out of Belmont, but this will get the uh, – this will lift our spirits somewhat, I would say. It certainly will. It's a um, – I saw a tweet from uh, Peter McCormick's young fella, Scott, earlier that said uh, you could run this race, um, whatever he said, 10 different times and get 10 different results. And that is, uh, that's really accurate. I mean, I think the most important part of this race to dissect is, is the speed map, first of all. And the second part is deciphering which horses, because most of these are 1,200 back to 1,000, who that suits and who that doesn't suit. And I think if you can answer that question, chuck them together, we can, we can find the winner, BJ. So the first question we need to answer is, will Mia Dolce hold up from barrier two? There is a heap of speed in this race, but it's drawn underneath all of it. So Jade and Jace. With Mia Dolce get uh, get first dibs on the rail. Can Mia Dolce hold out uh, those quick ones outside of her? I think she can mm-hmm. for sure. She's led over the thousand two back, and she held up out in front over twelve hundred last start uh, when she was knocked off by Cliffs of Comfort. I'd, I'd be surprised if we've got dreams is, is able to cross to the rail in front of Mia Dolce. Yeah, I, I agree. We've got dreams is super quick. We've got dreams may even lead like by a half length, but not cross her, if you know what I mean. Yep. So Cliffs of Comfort 3 deep the trip. Potentially, yes. Mm. Yes. Yep. It does look that type of race. So it's really interesting. I mean, the, the, the horse that you can't completely put a line through, don't think uh, he's quick enough to, to challenge them, but they've put Christy Bennett on Don's legacy for a reason. That's to carry 51 and to go helter skelter. Um, so you're going to see there's no reason if Don's legacy doesn't uh, can show a little bit of toe at the machines early I think you might see Don's legacy also being a little bit of a nuisance to those couple of horses um, out in front so then that, we haven't even discussed the Naconian 
who on on the Nikonian stake can really ping and and uh, and, and jump the lids as well. So uh, there is speed galore um, in this race, isn't there? Sure is, yeah, and none faster than we've got dreams. She's seven from thirteen. Uh, what yeah. a good horse! Yeah, uh, underrated. Found the front and money money matters. Just threw everything at her last start over the thousand. Couldn't get her. Money matters. Come out and won last Saturday. She's going to be really hard to beat again. She just loves the thousand. She's uh, eleven starts, six wins over the short course. Yeah, certainly does. Um, whether she's coming towards the end of a lengthy campaign for a sprinter um, and, and this map, I mean, the way I've looked at this map is that I'm going to just take on all the leaders in this race um, and then look, okay, so we're, we're down to the 1,000 metres from the 1,200 last start and it does lead you towards Silken Eyes, Nero Dio and uh, and uh, as, a, as a roughie who will probably find a three-wide train, why choose her? I don't think it was suited trying to sprint underneath them last start. Um, Silken Eyes is the one of those three I think is most suited coming back to the thousand um yep i thought silk and i's fought sean o'donnell's never ever a happy horse in the run behind cliffs of comfort last start midfield um pretty happy for getting silk and i's went around love the appointment of chris parnham uh expecting silk and i's to be i don't think has to get uh he has to get as far back as he did for joey as a party three starts ago or he did for william pike two starts ago from barrier one i think chris parnham can probably have him three back the fence um you will be cheering for luck with silk and i's without doubt um but Geez, there isn't a jockey you'd want on at the moment more than um, more than Chris Parnham on that type of horse, is there? Yeah, agree with that. I just think Silken Eyes is one of those horses that you just got to le- leave him alone mm-hmm. early, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sean O'Donnell bounced him out, which is fair enough because the horse to beat was on that particular occasion was Cliffs of Comfort. Of comfort. Yeah, exactly. So right. he, yep. he he couldn't really be. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th in running on that occasion, expect to be able to um, get over the top of Cliffs of Comfort. So I can understand why Sean O'Donnell was a, tried to at least hold a midfield running position on that occasion, but it just upset him and he wasn't able to finish off like we know he can. Whereas the start before, William Pike just wrote, rode him ice cold and uh, he just had so much to give late over the 1,000, didn't he? So I'm, I'm assuming from one that Chris Parnham is just going to have to take his medicine early and then, um, and then look to, uh, I guess, replicate the the Wizards' weaving wi- winning run uh, two starts back by picking picking the gaps and um, try to drive Silken Eyes through. But um, so yeah, uh, that's my take on him. I just think he's he's a get back um, launch late horse, but you just he can't afford to to use him at all early. Otherwise, he just revs out too hard. Yeah, so, ex- exactly right. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that is uh, is bang on here, BJ. And um, look, as I said, I. I'm pretty happy. I've, I've got, to, got to take on. Clissa Comfort is is a superstar uh, in the making, but just looks such an ugly map. Back to the 1,000 as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised with this race. I think whatever we tip now, you need to reassess at eight, a quarter past eight on Saturday morning when the scratchings come out because we're not the only one that will be doing this speed map and going cross. We're... You know, we're the fourth widest, very quick horse in this race. There's a big chance we get posted or we might have to take a try and take a sit or something foreign to Cliffs of Comfort. So I don't know what's in the schedule for next week. And it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me um, if, if one or two of these speedsters maybe, maybe is withdrawn for a, a race in seven days' time or something of that nature. So I'd redo the map then. But um, I'm going to play this race a little bit boringly. I'm, I, I'm going to have Silken Eyes as my main result, but I'm not going to lose on Nerodio and I'm not going to lose on Why Choose Her, which I think will get out to $30 plus late um, on the Exchange. Blinkers go on. Went super two starts ago over 1,000 metres. Willing to forgive the effort last start on that rail where just the horse never looked super happy. And um, barrier 10 could could turn out to be a blessing if um, if we're seeing a really strong horse like Cliffs of Comfort leading up a three-wide line. So um, 
Yeah, around the five mark, Silk and Ice 385, uh, Nerodio 410, and Y 13. So you can sort of shop 55 and I reckon 30 late. Y choose her and make uh, make the three of them a result, but Silk and I's the, uh, the main play. Yeah, I'm with Nerodio in the last from gate three, CJP. Uh, this the tempo is gonna gonna suit. He should should be able to get the nice trail. He began he began quite well last start and ended up holding that midfield just forward of midfield running position. CJP asked him the question early, and mm. um, he sort of he hit the front and looked looked to be you know a bit vulnerable late, but he kept going and it was a very high rating race on that occasion. From three, uh, I think he can he can get the right run. Uh, Jockey in, you know, riding with supreme confidence at the moment. As I said, tempo's race shape should suit. If the gaps appear, I think Neurodeo is um, is going to be very, very hard to hold out. The um, the early local price, $11, was there was a bit of juice in that, Guru? Yeah, there was. That wasn't uh, – I don't think that was missed. Um, yeah, the 11 bucks. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see anything close to that again, I wouldn't think. Yeah, and I mean, he's got the – he's got – the form on the board like that. Two starts ago, he ran second to to Long Beach. Um, he knocked off leading girl last Saturday. So there's a bit of bit of class around in when it comes to his form lines. Just think, just going to get the the right run in transit and Nero Dio. Uh, he can win again for sure. Yep, the one thing Nero Dio has over over Silken Eyes, as you went uh, as you described perfectly before, is probably slightly more tractable um, as a racehorse. So he can probably um, doesn't have to be ridden dead cold, especially back to the thousand. I wouldn't be surprised to try they try and pause you up slightly closer on um, a Nero Dio here as well. Okay, okay, Terry, it's time for our best betting propositions of the day. You can kick things off. Okay, my best betting proposition for the day in third place. Uh, no, we won't do that. Uh, <laughs> it is gonna go. Uh, I might gonna go two twenty, so even though it's only two seventy, two eighty at the moment, um, still above my price, and uh, just looks like the winner to me. So gonna go is my best, BJ. Okay, so my best is race three, horse number six. Chile is hot. I thought uh, I thought Chile is hot um, comparative to. Chicks Chatter, I think that $5.50, $6.50 around at the moment is good value. Chili is hot. Impressive last start. Maiden winner. I reckon it can win again. Race three. Can we just actually, while we've got a second, can we discuss that name? There's a, a several aspects I want to discuss. The simplicity of it. Chili is hot. <laughs> I mean, let's just, just think, just stop for a second and, and, and think about that. Chili is hot. Like That doesn't deserve to win with a name like that, does it? And... And my, my, my second query, and this one could even be more important, um, why why doesn't Chile have two L's? That's a, that's a very good question. Yeah, there's not, not a lot of like about that name, actually. Now I've had more of a chance to think, so I might have to look at a new selection there. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, uh, it, as the name suggests, Chile mm. is hot, isn't it? So. Chile, yeah, Chile is hot. You have to actually just stop and look at it to realise how poor it is. Anyway, what's your, uh, what's your Maddie, BJ? $20 or above? Okay, so I have ended up landing on Peppy Jack as my Maddie. What? Yeah. So Jeez, you've, you've got a, a really good record with your Maddies at the moment. They're running nice races, but what, what have you done here? How, how have you come up with Peppy Jack? That horse has wanted, wanted to spell about 14 starts ago, didn't it? 
Yeah, I just I think it's a pretty ordinary old race, and mm. um, I think he can roll forward. I just like the way that Jade's riding, especially on paces at the moment. Jade McNaught, I think yeah. she's uh, she's very she's riding really well, um, riding a heap of winners. I think she got nothing to lose. I mean, Super Territorial is five fifty, Annihilate is five dollars, Abbey Lane's five fifty, Rationale. Like I just think that Peppy Jack, we know what he's capable of if right. I think aggressive riding tactics from Jade McNaught from gate 10, he can run a big race at $31. I like it. I reckon that James Grieve, yeah, I think he'll be grieving about you uh, tipping it as your maddie because they all, <laughs> they, all, they all run well above uh, above their SP. So uh, He's got I'd, the team uh, in. He's got the team, Jimmy Grieve on Saturday. He does. Yeah, old JG. Yeah, he yeah. certainly does, uh, the Griever. So, um, yeah, no, good good luck to him and good luck to him with Peppy Jack. Uh, I'll go with Why Choose Her in, in the last, probably my third elect, but um, it's the one that will get out to well above my price. And as I said, I expect... We'll even see better than the $21, $23 late. I'm going to hold off in hope that we will see 30 plus because there will be strong money for We've Got Dreams and Rodeo, Cliffs and Silken Eyes, which okay. should mean why I choose her as a forgotten horse and pops out to something mad. Yeah, Ash Maley and the Guru, always, mm. uh, always a good we're combination. Due, we're due to team up. Yeah, we're, we're due to team up again, me and uh, me and Maley. So, we, uh, yeah, this, is our, this could be our turn. Excellent. Okay. So that brings our preview to an end uh, on uh, Idyllic Prince Stakes Day. Now we move on to our horses to follow. I've got two horses with an eye on the gold fields. So oh, Coolgardy Cup can't be too far you away. You stole my signet. Oh, really? You stole my little. Yeah, I was just about to say I'm going to do a bit of a gold fields watch and uh, I was going to discuss a few, but let's discuss them. What, what have we got? Which two have you got? Well, you're you're the you're going to be the man on the ground uh, on the ground in mm. Kalgoorlie during the during the round. So maybe you can uh, you can give me your thoughts because I've got I've got a couple here that raced at Belmont last Saturday, which really look like they they've tuned up nicely for an assault on Kalgoorlie in the uh, four over the next four or five weeks. All I'll say as well on that, I was given a little text from uh, from Deccan Chembury the other day, um, and uh, anyone that's coming along to Kalgoorlie, I highly recommend. Um, I think they're only fifty percent capacity at the course so get your tickets early oh yeah of course of course social distancing yep i've actually got two extra we thought i thought i needed more than i did so if anyone does need one feel free to send me a message but i reckon yeah i reckon it'll be it'll be really interesting because post races we'd head to the tower or uh, one of those um glorious establishments um establishments out east kalgoorlie but um if they're only at half capacity it's it's uh, it could be a bit of a, a bit of a shit fight in the kalgoorlie <laughs> town so uh <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a very uh, a very unique week. Might be uh, might be hotel room beers potentially, but yeah. So the horses we were talking about, uh, I'm sure we we're both talking about Little Fish and Moshard. Uh, I had Moshard, but my other one was Mrs. Brown's boy. Ah, are they heading out for the Hannans? I imagine Mrs. Brown's boy could be on a um, we'll go a bit, Coolgardie we'll go Cup a bit further, yeah. Coolgardie Cup target, yeah. and then maybe back to the Hannans. But I think he can. He's the sort of horse that can profile well to run run well in both those races. Well, and King traditionally has a pretty good uh, little record taking horses out there. Already famous. Did it win one? Or it just went very close on a couple of occasions. Always at a nice quote. And um, there's yeah. one other runner. Ah, oh, Mickey. Yes. How many toes does he have? Mickey, two toes. Yeah, <laughs> Mickey Tutos did it. Did it? It, it ran a couple of big races in Kalgoorlie as well. Yeah, so. he's, he's one of my favourites. Old Mickey Mickey Tutos we had a good affiliation. So and King uh, got uh, got the money yesterday with one with approach being backed off the map. Gee, she's got a horse that 
couldn't uh, lift its legs at Jero to uh, nearly knock off Euro Trip, who franked the form, and then win like a pretty nice horse yesterday after the money came. So she is a, uh, a seriously good trainer, um, old AK. Very good. Yep, absolutely. Mm. And so little, I thought Little Fish would uh, will really benefit uh, with uh, obviously – these horses, the, especially the P. Fernie horses, will really benefit seeing the Kalgoorlie track, but they'll also benefit having one of the either the king or the queen of Kalgoorlie in um, Kira Yule and El Mitchell Pateman um, jump back in the saddle as well. So um, I I would be keeping an eye on uh, on those runners and also Badger Courage, who I don't think l- Lucky Lactar I think got that a little bit wrong last start um, when he ended up forward and wide, and I think Badger Courage is a horse that'll um, go back to Kalgoorlie and maybe not in a feature, um, but maybe in like a seventy plus. Uh, 1200 meter race I think Badger Courage can carry weight and get the boys a few beers in Kalgoorlie under Luke's careful eye very good very good so they're our horses to follow our black bookers listeners and um, moving forward on to our top notch trialers Terry what have you got um the slug that was two weeks ago <laughs> uh, I don't, unfortunately I've got I've got nothing to share today PJ Oh, good. I've got you covered. So there's a horse that I have been following uh, at trials for a while. It still hasn't made it to race day. A three-year-old filly by the name of Aztec Gold uh, went around in um, heat number three at Lark Hill on Monday, ridden by Patrick Carberry, trained by Bernie Miller. This is the same deadly combination that brings you cup night so aztec gold take a look at that trial it's previous trials behind the likes of kiss on all four cheeks and real grace are both really strong as well i'm a, i'm expecting aztec gold to head to the races in the next two or three weeks and be very hard to beat in whatever she lines up in so if you haven't caught the replay check it out aztec gold heat three lark hill monday and the top notch trialers on the day the trial winners uh, on the day was uh, Dom to shoot was excellent, winning his 950 meter heat seven. On the day, he he looked he looked super. Dom to shoot gunning down stable mate Pablo's poem in that particular heat. And there's a horse called the White Witch, which showed plenty of ability as a two year old running a size produce stakes. Uh, the White Witch, he uh, she rather. She won her heat at Lark Hill on Monday, heat number four. And, um, yeah, Sarah Evans doesn't have many horses, but she's got a very nice little filly on her hands with the White Witch, Terry. So that's my top-notch trialers, Aztec Gold, Dom to Shoot, and the White Witch, all three-year-olds with plenty of upside. That's a good uh, horse name too, actually, by the way. We've picked on a couple of them, but I really like that. It's a big, white, striking-looking mare, did you say? Philly, yep, yep. Philly, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that name. So I just want to, just if I'm going to drop some negativity with Chili is hot, I'll uh, I'll chuck some positivity back at him with uh, the White Witch. Well, how can we not like Dom to shoot either? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's valid. That's a very that's a very good point. Yeah, that's a that's a cracking name. You don't think about some of these names, do you? Until you're like, yeah, you sort of one day they come about. I don't know how much how much you've had to do with the naming of horses in the past, but uh, I quite enjoy Sydney Dan trying to come up with a name. But um, yeah. who who named Dig Deep? Uh, that wasn't uh, the Pierce's. Uh, somebody else uh, came up with that one. It's a it's a cracking name, actually. I'm really quite uh, quite happy with that one. So it helps when they win Karakata. Not sure if you saw that a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> so um, last thing from me, Terry, is our whatever happened to segment. Now we have on previous editions of the one one we have posed the question: whatever happened to Pablo's poem, and whatever happened to 
and Bionte. Now, both those horses stepped out in trials at Larkhill on Monday. Both of them were in heat seven, and um, so they're on track to make it back to the races after uh, reasonably lengthy stints on the sidelines. And there was another, whatever happened to, a horse by the name of Friar-esque. Terry? Friar-esque. Friar-esque was, uh, yep. was, was with Vaughan Sigley, Vaughan? Mm-hmm. Went, to, went to Lindsay Smith, did beat the Velvet King remarkably yep. one day at Belmont around uh, in July last year. That's where Lee, Lee, Newman, ended, Lee Newman ended up. Um, he came along the uh, – basically along Optus Stadium, didn't he? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was on the outside fence and uh, – The outside Friar fence of a Peter, different, Peter of a different course just about, yeah. <laughs> So, yes. Uh, now, Friaresque, he hasn't raced since last, since almost 12 months to the day, the 24th of August last year. Uh, he he trialled for new trainer Liz Strample at Larkhill on Monday. So, see um, see what happens to Friaresque. And we did have a listener, Harrison Pollock. He hit us up on Twitter wanting to know whatever happened to Damos. Uh, we we're just talking about Anne King, actually. So mm. I wonder whatever happened to Damos. So he created a bit of an impression uh, when last in work. He um, just let me bring up his record here. He uh, he hasn't raced since July last year. He did trial at Lark Hill back in February. So perhaps there's something went amiss there. We, we might have to check in with the Anne King stable just to see what's going on with uh, her now seven-year-old, lightly raced seven-year-old Damos. So that's... That's everything from me in the Whatever Happened To segment, Guru. Wonderful. Well, I think that brings us to the end of uh, episode 40. It allows uh, you to go and uh, have a bit of a lay down and, and rest that back up and get, you, uh, get yourself back into uh, back into to race fitness, full full fitness for the upcoming campaign. Thanks, Guru. No, nah, I'm always, always, always concerned about your health. You know that. Thanks for that. Are you heading to Northam for the for the slug? Uh, I am not heading to Northam for the slug. No, I, I was going to go. Then I chucked it in the old GPS, and from uh, from here it's an hour and forty each way, so it's a long way to drive to. Um, yeah, it's the old three and a half hour return trip. It's a long way to go to um, to finish seventh in a Northern Maiden. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll uh, I think uh, I think Crips coming around shortly to film the Wild West, and he, we might uh, roll up to the uh, the local and have one quick beer and uh, potentially and uh, and maybe watch the slug uh, do a number on him. I tell you what, listeners, it would have been a real sign of intent from Connections if Terry had have jumped in the car and uh, headed to Northern. So that might be yeah. might be a bit of a lead there, Punter. Yeah. So. Well, if it was a Friday, I probably would have. But Thursdays is a bit happening with the podcast and whatnot, so it's just a, it's a bit harder to really take chunk, big chunk out of your day, you know. So uh, I uh, unfortunately not going to get up there, but uh, hopefully it all goes well. By the time you listen to this, you'll, you'll see that um, it ran a long last. Uh, so uh, <laughs> at least I haven't had to throw anyone into it beforehand. But uh, I don't know. No, we're confident. We're confident. So we're um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. But uh, anyway, we better wrap this up. Yeah, thank you, mate. We better wrap this up. Um, Good luck on the weekend with your investments. As we said before, any any guests uh, that anyone has in mind, it'd be lovely to. Um, we've, we've delved into the trainer. A few trainers have been on, and obviously we've had some uh, form analysts and um, and some bookies and, and whatnot. But uh, maybe a jockey or just uh, anyone that you'd like to see, or even yourself, if, you, if you'd like to um, to play a role, then uh, give us a hoy because uh, yeah, we're, we're always looking for um, to expand our horizons. So once again, thank you to Lockie last week. Good luck on the weekend and until next week on the 1-1.